Hello, welcome to the Co-Design in Publics podcast, a space where we bring together activists, practitioners, and academics to examine and discuss design ideas on the public realm. My name is Juan Subillaga. My name is Asim Inam. And we are your hosts for this episode. For the next few episodes, we will be sharing with you some of the conversations we had in our first Co-Designing Publics International workshop. This workshop took place in May 2021 and brought together a series of network partners around the world to learn from the work they do in their cities. Today we will be talking to Evanisa Rodriguez, Executive Coordinator of the Union Nacional por Moradia Popular in Sao Paulo. Our translator for this episode is Hugo Fanton. During the workshop, she told us about the experience in the housing movement in Brazil and their fight for the right to the city. Vou falar aqui um pouco a experiência da União Nacional por Moradia Popular, um movimento de caráter nacional que atua no Brasil. So I I'm uh, I will talk about uh, the experience of the housing movement uh, National Union for Popular Housing in Brazil. Uh, in the context of the right to the city. Eu participo dessa organização há mais de 30 anos, ajudo a construí-la e a gente entende que tem uma sinergia muito grande com as propostas que estão sendo discutidas com as outras organizações aqui. I've been participating in this organization uh, for the past 30 years and I think there are a lot of uh, synergies between uh, our actions, our uh, performance, the way that we organize ourselves, and uh, what is has been discussing here. A União tem uma participação, uma presença na maior parte dos estados brasileiros, e eu pessoalmente estou em São Paulo, onde fica a Secretaria Nacional. A União is present in most of the uh, Brazilian and national states, uh, this uh, yellow color press the presence of the uh, Union. Uh, and I personally, I am personally in Sao Paulo, uh, where it is the national secretariat of the social movement. A Union reúne diferentes lutas né, por teto e por direito à cidade como a gente chamou sem teto, aqueles que necessitam de uma nova moradia, os que já moram em assentamentos informais e demandam por urbanização e realização, a luta pela moradia nas áreas centrais, a luta pela terra e a luta contra o despejo. A uh, União uh, congregates uh, different people involved with the uh, housing struggles and also different uh, housing solutions. For example, uh, the housing construction for uh, by uh, through self-management, uh, the struggle for land regularization, uh, Islam urbanization, housing in central areas, access to financing, access to land, and the fight against evictions. É, e nós participamos de diversas redes em nível nacional e também em nível internacional, onde se destaca a, a coalizão internacional do Habitat. And we participate in different uh, networks, national networks and international ones, uh, like uh, uh, the Habitat International Coalition, as an example. A, a União tem uma estratégia de atuação com diferentes estratégias de atuação combinadas, né? que é, a primeiro, a mobilização das pessoas que necessitam de moradia, o processo de formação, capacitação em políticas públicas e temas urbanos, a gente chama de alfabetização urbana, a pressão aos órgãos públicos responsáveis pelas políticas de moradia e de cidade, a apresentação de propostas de políticas públicas, a participação em instâncias institucionais, a implementação de programas e a formação de redes com outras organizações. We combine uh, different strategies of action, like the mobilization of the homeless and the residents of uh, informal settlements, uh, training or capacity building on public policies and the urban issues, uh, the pressure on uh, public bodies uh, responsible for policies, the presentation of uh, public policies proposals, 
the participation in institutional instance of democratic management, uh, the implementation of uh, uh, public programs, and uh, the building of networks of social organizations. During the presentation, I will be showing some uh, pictures of our struggles, like those, these ones. E no Brasil, a gente sempre diz que mais que lutar contra a pobreza, nós precisamos lutar contra a desigualdade. Não é verdade que somos um país pobre, nós somos um país desigual. And in Brazil, we say that more than fight against poverty is the fight against inequality, because it's not true that Brazil is a poor country. Brazil is a unequal country. In the second part of her presentation, Evanissa explained in detail two examples of how they combine direct action with the fight for public policy. E entendemos que a ação dos movimentos transforma tanto as políticas públicas quanto a legislação. E também as políticas acabam exigindo da gente cada vez mais luta, um ciclo que se, se repete. And we understand that uh, the action of the social movements, they transform policies and uh, the lives. And we should uh, combine struggles uh, related to legislation, public policies, uh, through uh, direct actions, uh, the mobilization of the movements. Então, fala que a gente tem que garantir na lei a conquista, ou seja, que a lei ela tem que exprimir, a lei e as políticas públicas têm que expressar aquelas conquistas que a gente faz com essa luta concreta. So we say that we, we want to guarantee in the law uh, what we are expressing on the streets through the pressure on the state to concrete the law that express the demands uh, in society. Mas não basta ter somente a lei. É preciso pressão para que essa lei seja implementada. And, uh, but having the law is not enough. We need more. We need that this law is actually implemented and guarantee the rights. Eu vou agora apresentar dois exemplos como que essa, essa, essa concepção se expressa na prática. I will show now two examples of uh, how this is expressed uh, practically. A primeira falando sobre a questão da terra, como e, que, e dizendo que terra e moradia não são mercadorias, são direitos. E como é que a gente faz essa luta? The first one is how to uh, to do the struggle saying that the land and housing are not commodities, uh, it's a right. É, e a gente entende que como a terra não deve ser considerada mercadoria, porque ela é uma, um, um recurso finito, ela não é uma, um recurso que se reproduz. Portanto, ela tem que ser pensada como um bem coletivo. So we, we understand that land as is a resource that is limited, is not unlimited. Uh, we need to treat this as a, a common uh, good, not as commodity market value. Por isso, nós defendemos o conceito da função social da propriedade, que deve, ou seja, a terra, a propriedade deve servir a todos e não apenas aos seus, aos seus pretensos, aos seus pretensos donos. That's why we we fight for the social function of the property. The property it should be conceived as a public good for everyone and not something restricted to their owners, the private owners. E para denunciar a existência de propriedades que não cumprem essa função social e que, portanto, no nosso entendimento, né, está é, fora do, não, não, não realiza a função social. Ela, a gente utiliza as ocupações como uma ferramenta de visibilidade e de pressão. And uh, to denounce uh, this profitable use of uh, land and to fight against it and for the social function of property, we occupy the empty buildings, we occupy as a way to show that uh, they are uh, public goods. E essa bandeira nossa, que enquanto morar for um privilégio, ocupar é um direito. 
So this is a flag uh, from us that uh, when, when, uh, when uh, to live is a privilege, to occupy is a right. E a gente denuncia, portanto, esses imóveis que estão vazios na cidade e exige que o governo aplique sanções a esses imóveis. So we denounce these uh, empty buildings uh, that serve just to the land speculation uh, in the cities and uh, we ask, we demand that uh, they are destined for uh, people to live and uh, yes and to be used. Esse é um outro exemplo de edifício vazio ocupado, que era que era vazio e foi ocupado pelo movimento como denúncia e como exigência de moradia digna. This is another example of a building that was empty and was occupied by the movement, by the housing movement as uh, to denounce and uh, provide the space uh, as a a right as a as a way to live for the people. Yes. outro também. This is another example of occupation. E também lutamos por ferramentas legais para que esses imóveis sejam destinados à moradia. And we also uh, ask, demand, uh, struggle for, we fight for uh, legal tools. Uh, to build up this notion of the right to the city based on the social function of the land and the, the, uh, the housing as a right, not as a commodity. Esta é uma manifestação em frente ao parlamento local para a aprovação de uma lei que permitia a, a utilização desses imóveis vazios. This is a picture of a, a street protest organized by the movement in front of the, uh, the public Council. chamber. Uh -huh. Foi a Assembleia Legislativa? Não, é a Câmara. Câmara, in the municipal chamber to ask for the right to the city, to ask for these tools that uh, implement uh, housing as a right. Aqui nós estamos dentro da câmara. Here they are inside the chamber. E nós conseguimos aprovar a lei, na lei do plano diretor que os terrenos, que como esse que vemos na foto, né, não cumprem a função social, é, recebam sanções do município ou possa até ser expropriado pelo município. So here, uh, uh, with this mobilization, we we foi aprovado, né, Vanessa? Aprovado, foi aprovado. We approved uh, a law that guarantees that uh, vacant uh, lands, uh, lots of properties whose uh, use coefficient has not reached the minimum, will be notified to present in one year a project of uh, parcelling uh, building and use. Uh, if they don't do so, if they don't express that uh, that this empty building will be used they will have to pay uh, urban land and property tax progressive over time. É, aqui nós temos essa, essa progressão até o final que, que o terreno pode ser expropriado. Isso está no plano diretor. So this is the, how it's uh, progressive over the time, these taxes. If, uh, if the empty building don't fix to the, to the social function uh, of property, they have to pay each year more taxes uh, until being uh, uh, be expropriated to its destination for social housing. E um exemplo de como isso tem funcionado foi transformar edifícios vazios como este que nós estamos vendo e, pré, e terrenos vazios em moradia popular no centro do no centro da cidade. And here are two examples of buildings that were empty and uh, through these uh, uh, struggles and measures, they transformed it <clears throat> into social housing that now uh, is uh, uh, people from uh, uh, low-income families are living in the center of the city. E conseguimos também demarcar na cidade inteira terrenos bem localizados destinados à moradia popular. And uh, we, we were able also to, uh, to guarantee in the law uh, special areas of social interest in good parts of the city, in, in, 
not good in parts of the city that has a good infrastructure in, uh, located in the center, in the city center, they are uh, now uh, designated as a special areas of social interest. So there, uh, that area uh, is destined to the uh, building of uh, uh, social interest housing offer. E para conquistar essa lei, né, que é o plano diretor da cidade, é, nós envolvemos muitas pessoas construindo de forma participativa a proposta de lei. And uh, to build up this legislation, we we had a very participative process, a lot involving a lot of people in the in the building of this uh, uh, of this law that's not now. Uh, uh, To guarantee this law. Um outro tipo de incidência é, que nós fazemos em relação ao direito a morar são os processos de construção de novas habitações por meio da autogestão. Another example of uh, uh, incidents uh, uh, in the state is uh, uh, the and the, in the building up. Uh, social housing and uh, 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 is uh, the self-management of uh, uh, housing production. Então, a produção que a gente chama de autogestão é aquela produção que ela não visa lucro, que ela retira da produção do espaço construído o componente do lucro. E sim, ela é feita para e por quem realmente precisa morar. So this conception of uh, self-management is a conception of a non-profit uh, way to build the social housing. Uh, we want to remove uh, habitat and housing from the conceptualization that uh, reduces them uh, to uh, profitable unities to merchandising objects in order to uh, try to recover their social uh, function and uh, conception as a public good. E a diferença, né, nós vemos que esse processo inicia com a organização das pessoas, esse, esse esquema demonstra um pouco, né, é reorganizar as pessoas que elas proponham um projeto que conquiste os meios para construir a sua moradia. And to do so, the first step is to organize people. This is what this picture expresses. Uh, to uh, have a self-management uh, uh, way of uh, social housing production, we have to organize people uh, to participate together in the production of uh, uh, their, their housing uh, and uh, of housing. Portanto, quem controla todo o processo, toda a tomada de decisão, quem controla os recursos públicos que esse grupo acessa para produzir a moradia é sempre quem vai morar, não um terceiro, não uma pessoa estranha ou uma empresa é, que vem para esse lugar. É sempre quem... O protagonista é quem vai morar. So, uh, who build up the, all the steps of the housing production through self-management is who will live there, not uh, uh, everything uh, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is produced by the people who will live, uh, not by a third part uh, company, a profitable uh, 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 company that want to get their share in the housing production. E, portanto, não é, é uma moradia para morar e não para lucrar. Tudo, so, que é, tudo que é conquistado daquela comunidade é investido na qualidade de vida e não para fazer uma empresa ou fazer uma, uma, um terceiro ter lucro. So it's housing for living, not for profit. Uh, everything that is invested is reverted to the quality of life of that community and uh, its uh, surroundings. Uh, public resources uh, are in the benefit of all, not uh, to deepen income concentration. It's a kind of uh, redistributive policy. 
nós entendemos que isso faz parte de um conceito de economia solidária, que busca construir novos modelos de produção e distribuição de riquezas que se opõem ao modelo de acumulação. E é uma alternativa dentro, dentro, de uma, dentro da lógica capitalista, mas que também propõe uma superação dessa lógica capitalista. So we understand self-management as an, uh, a way of solidarity economy. That is an uh, economy that seeks to build new models of production, commercialization and distribution of wealth, uh, which oppose the accumulation model and propose the construction of new social and economic relations. Self-management uh, can be seen both as an alternative within capitalism and as part of the construction of an alternative to capitalism. Como eu já disse, é um processo onde as pessoas têm o protagonismo e fortalece seu papel na comunidade e na sociedade. Is a process where uh, the people are the protagonists, I don't know if this word exists. People involved in the construction of their autonomy uh, and uh, in the strengthening of their own self-organization and uh, in the improvement of their way of life. E a construção de valores individuais e coletivos baseados né, na superação do individualismo, na, na construção de relações horizontais, uma cultura de diálogo, uma cultura que valorize o saber popular. So it's a construction of uh, individual and collective, collective values to develop individuals' capacities uh, uh, and adherence of each participant to the proposal, uh, work of uh, uh, popular education to confront the culture of immobility and individualism, trying to build a culture of dialogue and collectiveness breaking with an authoritarian and elitist culture, fight for participation and uh, social control over the public policies. E a nossa luta é sempre para que essas práticas sejam reconhecidas e apoiadas por políticas públicas. And our struggles are, are that those practices and this conception of self-management are recognized by the state and always present in the public policy. Nós tivemos algumas experiências de políticas locais que apoiaram essas práticas. De 2004 até 2016, uma política nacional. E, nesse momento, vivemos uma, um retrocesso eh, junto a várias outras políticas públicas no Brasil. So we had some experiences, uh, local experiences of this recognition of self-management in the public policies. Also, we had the national sphere between 2004 and 2016, but now we are going uh, backwards. Uh, we are giving step backs uh, because now those policies are not doing, not, not being implemented. É importante ressaltar a diferença entre um processo de produção autogestionária e um processo tradicional. No processo tradicional, todas as etapas, qual é o terreno, como ele vai ser construído, o que vai ser construído, qual, é, qual o projeto, é definido pelo poder público ou pelo, pela incorporadora, pela, pela companhia privada. Primeiro vem a casa e depois chegam as pessoas. It is important to highlight the differences between the traditional way to produce the traditional production of housing and the production with self-management. In the traditional one, uh, all stages of the process, like the location, the project, the construction form and occupation, are defined by the public entity, uh, by the state or the promoting agent, like the builder or developer, the construction company. Uh, first comes the house and then its inhabitant. Na nossa, na nossa forma de trabalhar, primeiro você forma um grupo de famílias, esse grupo de famílias vira uma comunidade, se organiza e a, par, a partir dele se constrói uma proposta de habitação. In our way to work in the self-management production, first comes the group of families uh, that will participate in the, in the, in the process uh, and build up a community and from it 
housing production proposal is built. E, em geral, a, a, o resultado concreto são moradias muito melhores e comunidades muito melhores, né? E nós dizemos, por que, que é melhor, né? Porque na, quando você tem um processo tradicional, somente o dono da empresa diz o que quer. Na autogestão, todos discutem o que, o que vai ser feito. So that's why our uh, proposal, the results of our proposal are much better uh, housing, much better houses. The results are much better because in uh, when it's built by the construction company, only the, the entrepreneur, the businessman, uh, says what, uh, what uh, he or she wants. And by the self-management is the population that are involved in this discussion of their project. E esse esquema mostra né, que a moradia fica, inclusive, maior porque nós temos né, esse tamanho tradicional, de uma produção é, tradicional. Nós temos trabalho coletivo, gestão do processo, bom projeto, e não ter lucro, isso faz que a nossa moradia fique maior. So this, this process that we build, uh, as a result, is a, a bigger and better uh, housing unit in the traditional way. Uh, is in this uh, uh, in the middle of this images the traditional way, and uh, with uh, uh, being a non-profit uh, uh, enterprise, people involved in the project and guaranteeing that is a good uh, project and working together, the result of it is a better and bigger unity. E é importante entender que esse processo sempre é, conta com uma assessoria técnica, profissionais da área da arquitetura, da engenharia, é, advogados, técnicos sociais, né, que, que são parceiros do movimento, mas é sempre um processo que se relaciona com o Estado, tanto na, colocando os programas, né, quanto também os recursos que são públicos. So this is a process that involves uh, three main actors. Uh, the social movement, as is being explained, also the the um, the technical advisors uh, that are partners, social uh, technicians that are uh, partners of uh, the movement, and also the state uh, uh, with the policy, the uh, and uh, the development of policies and uh, with the destination of resources that makes uh, possible those projects. Importante dizer que é um protagonismo muito grande das mulheres que, que conduzem esses processos. Em geral, todas essas, essas obras, essas construções são conduzidas por grupos majoritariamente formados por mulheres em todos os seus espaços e que essa participação das mulheres não só melhora a sua capacidade na conquista da moradia, mas em toda, em toda a sociedade, na luta contra a violência doméstica, reconhecimento da esfera pública, na participação política. It's very important to highlight uh, the strong uh, women participation in those processes, in the organization, in the work, uh, in the management, uh, in the street protests, and uh, in all the processes involved uh, that's, that involves the self-management and also their participation, uh, the, the relation between this participation and uh, their own lives. Uh, there is a capacity building uh, that from that comes uh, this political formation, education comes questions about the traditional role of women in the family, the fights against uh, violence, uh, domestic violence, the recognition of uh, uh, their participation in the public sphere. Uh, so it's a way uh, to promote the political participation and uh, a better social insertion of women. E também esses processos melhoram o bairro onde eles estão localizados, porque eles não são uma ilha. Eles são, se transformam em comunidades mais atuantes na luta por direitos e na participação eh, da sociedade de forma geral. And those projects are not isolated from their neighborhood. Actually, they impact their neighborhood and their city. The, the city. Uh, uh, they this kind of uh, uh, self-management turn the communities more active in the fight for rights. Uh, they are empowered 
participatory process and their participation in local and general struggles for social rights, uh, not only related to housing, but to the right to the city. Eu mostrei aqui algumas fotos de processos que estão em andamento neste momento. She has shown some uh, pictures uh, of uh, projects that are being developed in the current time. E neste momento nós estamos propondo a construção de uma lei sobre autogestão para garantir que essa força de produzir moradia esteja amparada por, por lei, não seja criminalizada, como várias vezes já foi, e também a gente possa construir uma proposta de propriedade coletiva. Nós estamos and, elaborando essa proposta e devemos apresentá-la no Congresso Nacional no próximo mês. And now we are engaged in the formulation of a, a new legal, a national legal framework for self-management uh, that could uh, guarantee the right of organized families to manage housing program resources to present to prevent uh, judicial uh, criminalization against social movements and to build alternative of uh, collective property we are working on the present on a bill that will be presented in the Commission for Participatory Legislation in the next month, uh, in June of 2021. In the final part of her talk, she briefly talked about their zero eviction campaign during the COVID-19 pandemic. E queria apenas mais dois minutos para falar também que durante a pandemia nós tivemos que é, intensificar a luta contra as reintegrações de posse de despejo com a campanha Despejo Zero que estamos fazendo junto com muitas organizações em todo o país. And I want to finish in my last two minutes uh, to talk a bit about the, the Zero Eviction Campaign, a campaign that we are engaged on during the pandemic against evictions uh, during the pandemic. And uh, this is uh, a picture of uh, this campaign as Zero Eviction Campaign, the name of the... Uh, uh, during the pandemic, the, there, there was an increasing number of evictions and uh, from that came a campaign against evictions during the pandemic. E há dois dias atrás, aprovamos uma, uma, uma lei na Câmara dos Deputados suspendendo todas as ordens de despejo é, e renegações de posse, um ano atrasado, porque isso já deveria ter sido feito no início da pandemia, e vamos agora a, ao Senado para aprovar a, a lei. And uh, two days ago, we approved in the House, in the Low Chamber, National Chamber, yeah, a, a, a law against, uh, for this suspension of the evictions during the pandemic and now we have to pressure the upper house the senate to to approve the law and uh, we are fighting for this uh, in the last year for one year and now two days ago we achieved the achieved the, the approbation in the in the house in the national so congress national house so late, so late. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so late. Well, the last thing I want to say is that we are fighting for our rights to use, occupy, produce and transform the city. We don't want to be objects that are expulsed from the city all the time, expulsed from the rights all the time. We want to be in this city, have the right to produce it, but principally to transform the relations that accompanham. So we are in the struggle to participate in the right to use, occupy, produce, and transform the city. We don't want to be uh, treated as an object uh, that, uh, that is expelled uh, from the city, but uh, to be at the city, to leave the city, to produce the city and transform its relations. Obrigada, gente. Thank you. Stay tuned.
After the break, we will have a commentary of the work of Unión Nacional por Moradia Popular by Professor Fernando Lara. I will take a few steps back in time, contextualize the Brazilian case a little bit, because I think one of the uh, fruitful, the richest themes of this project is to uh, contextualize the idea of co-designing all over the global south. So I will go back a few hundred years to uh, put those things in context for, uh, for, for all of us. Uh, so a Brazilian, taller anthropologist that later became a politician and education minister called Darcy Ribeiro. Uh, he has a definition that Brazil, and uh, when I mention Brazil, I mean the land after the European occupation, right? There was no Brazil before the 16th century. Brazil is a people grinding machine. And it's a definition that he wrote in the 1990s. Brazil is a, a people grinding machine for land control. Uh, the issue of land is central to the very idea of Brazil as we, as we understand. So it of course it starts 500 years ago when our European ancestors had the idea that they could occupy, control and colonize the entire planet. And so they did, they, they, they developed the means uh, I, in my scholarship, I discussed the fact that it's not that the Europeans had the means uh, at the end of the 15th century to go all over the world, go overseas and control other spaces. They developed the tools because they had the idea of going overseas and controlling and colonizing all those spaces. And therefore, modernization is the result of colonization, not the other way around. So this is the first very important point. And I, I, and I, I cite here uh, Colombian scholar Arturo Escobar, who taught me a few decades ago that colonization and modernization are one and the same. So the issues of settler colonialism that, uh, that are central to South Africa, are central to Colombia, are central to Brazil, are central to uh, Israel and Palestine, are central to uh, most of the conflicts that we have today is land control. It's the idea that one group of people have more rights than other groups of people. So in the case of Brazil, the first group to suffer the blunt of uh, modernization, colonization were the people who lived there for thousands of years before. Uh, the indigenous societies of South America that were almost completely eliminated, right? 90% uh, population reduction in the first century alone, the 16th century. I mean, we, we are here scared to hell of a pandemic that have a mortality rate of one to 2%, depending on how saturated your, your uh, health system can be. And we have to remember that the the, the native civilizations of uh, South America and Mesoamerica suffered a population reduction of 90, 90% in the first century after the encounter with, uh, with our European ancestors. And uh, so that's the first, uh, the first major result of that. And the second major result of that was the enslavement of African people to come to the Americas to substitute that labor force that, uh, that died in droves in the first century. So those two tragedies frame the land that we have today. They frame the cities that we have today. They frame all the urban issues that we have today. And it's not a consequence of mismanagement. It's not a consequence of lack of resources. It's not a consequence of, uh, of uh, any, uh, let's say, uh, weaknesses or any inherent misunderstanding. It's a project. It was designed to be that way. 
our cities were designed to be that way. Our land was designed to be that way. And the process continues. We have, uh, we will hear about Colombia today and we have Colombia exploding on protests uh, this month. We have Chile exploding last year. We have Brazil in a, in a very dire situation after having exploded in 2013 and suffering the consequences of uh, the unfoldings of that process. But the issue of land is central. The issue of land control is central. And I want to call our attention, the attention to all of us, to this issue of co-designing. Because I think this is a very important possible antidote to the processes of modernization colonization. The issue of colonization modernization is such that the processes of abstraction took over. And what is abstraction? You can go back to René Descartes, how he synthesized abstraction in the early 17th century. We can go back to how our design disciplines of architecture, urban planning, urban design, synthesize abstraction also in the 16th and 17th century. But mostly is the process of choosing which variables enter the conversation and which variables does not. The separation of the Cartesian separation of mind and body dictated that white European men had control, had reason, and non-Europeans, non-white, non-homo sapiens are relegated to the idea of body or nature or components to be used. The design disciplines come straight from that synthesis. The design disciplines contributed to that synthesis, the process of abstracting the reality of the space into plan sections, elevations, diagrams, maps is inherent to that process. And that process was built to marginalize significant number of people that are then become meat grinding, going back to Darcy Ribeiro. They become fodder for a machine, right? And then a few people that are controlling the land, controlling the resources and profiting from that grinding machinery. In the Brazilian case, more specifically, uh, the cities were designed this way. The exclusion was inserted into the system from the beginning, right? The native Brazilians were uh, either exterminated by disease or by gunpowder, or they were pushed to the areas of the Amazon that had no commercial value at that point. Now they do. So the machine has reached them in the Amazon and it's being, uh, it's operating as we speak, full force. Uh, and the uh, machinery of labor in the cities that was based on the enslavement of, uh, of African people and people of African descent for three centuries built the city the way we have it today. So a city in which all the opportunities are concentrated in a few areas and when it, slavery was not possible anymore, when full exploitation of labor was not possible anymore, the design, the project was to push these people to the outskirts of the city as far away as possible, or to the areas that either flood, in the case of some of the favelas downtown Sao Paulo, or the areas that are, uh, have uh, uh, landslide risk and are not worthy of development in the case of the hills of Rio de Janeiro and many others. And we can go to Recife, Salvador, Porto Alegre. It's one or the other. The, the working class, the people who are being grinded by this machinery is pushed to the areas that have no real estate value. And for that to work with the complexity of the, uh, the system in the 20th century, a huge transportation network was necessary uh, because people working class in the Brazilian major cities have to take transportation for hours a day to come to jobs which are concentrated in the downtown areas. The, the, the idea of this system is to have all those people invisible 
cramped into buses or trains or subway cars and commuting three hours per day. People who live in Itaim Paulista, for instance, in the eastmost periphery of Sao Paulo, they commute two and a half hours just to get to downtown. If you add a two-way trip every day, it's four to five hours in, in the transportation. So the transportation is, is central here. And the system is designed in a way that the working class is prevented from living downtown by any means possible. So it's police repression, it's uh, the courts, it's the, the, the idea of having all those buildings empty to, to make sure that the, the, the undesirables, the people who are being grinded by this machinery uh, should not live there. They, they, they must be invisible in the system. So that system was designed in the process of abstraction, was mapped, was surveyed, was counted. Uh, the system uh, generated tons of data, tons of statistics, and it perpetuates itself in its policies. Co-designing is a way to subvert that system because in any way that you give power for people to make their own choices, you are subverting the system of abstraction colonization. So in Brazil, there's a long history of street protests that we can trace back to the late 19th century. And there are major protests every few years and major gains. The social movements did put pressure on the system and had gains. Uh, one of the gains, for instance, was the Estatuto da Cidade, the law that, uh, that was suggested in the constitution of 1988, but not really put in practice as the law until 2001. Another process that came from the social movements that helped distribute power a little bit more equally was the process of participatory budgeting that, uh, that uh, was created by the Brazilian social movements and was implemented in Porto Alegre in Belo Horizonte because those two cities had continuities in the 1990s until the early 2000s. There was the hope that the participatory processes would be implemented by the Lula government when they created the Ministério das Cidades, but it was not feasible. The, the Ministério das Cidades that should have been transformative was pretty early on given to uh, conservative political parties in exchange for uh, in a negotiation back in 2005. So that, that hope was lost. And uh, when Brazil was booming in construction and investment, it did improve the lives of many people uh, in the peripheries and the favelas in the construction of uh, sewage and, uh, and accessibility by the, uh, the plano called PACI when Dilma Rousseff was minister and then as a president. Those plans were not participatory much. They were quite top down. And the result is the explosion of the uh, bubble in 2013. The, the same system that uh, gave the Brazilian working class a little bit more money, better wages, and uh, open uh, opportunities in the university, open opportunities Basically, it was, a, was, a, was a, a minimum wage and job market improvement that really uh, helped the lives of the Brazilian working class, but there was no corresponding change in patterns of land ownership or land management. So when people had more money and the Brazilian economy was booming, you also have a real estate bubble that pushed people farther and farther away from downtown. And you have to remember that the 2013 protests were about increase in the bus fare. In the, the very beginning, this part of the protest was the bus fare increase. And uh, because people were being pushed farther and farther away. Uh, and from there, the left lost the narrative. And, uh, and the narrative that took over the country was that all those policies were corrupt and they needed to do something to change it. And so they did. The, the, the Brazilian right that was quiet, quietly working the basis 
for uh, for a decade or so took over, and you have a huge process of regression in the last eight years. We are now already in the eighth year of a huge process of uh, benign rights and regressive policies that will take another decade or so to, to revert. Uh, the one positive thing of those very regressive years is the visibility of the social movements on housing and occupations like the one that Evaniza leads in Sao Paulo. The visibility of those movements grew a lot. The Brazilian people are understanding that the way the system was designed is completely unsustainable. So you have leadership like Guilherme Boulos that is a competitive leader at the national level in Brazil coming straight from the homeless movements in Sao Paulo. So there's hope. Uh, I think the idea of co-designing is powerful because it changes the balance of the decision-making process. But I wanted to ask Evaniza to comment a bit on the COVID situation because COVID will have a long tail everywhere and a long tail in Brazil. Uh, and there are huge implications for public spaces and public transportation that are being tremendously affected by this terrible disease that is transmitted by humans in close contact. So public spaces and public transportation are major issues. Thank you for joining us in today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when we release a new episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at CodesignPublics or Instagram at CodesigningPublics. This podcast is part of the Codesigning Publics Research Network, a project funded by the UK Arts and Humanities Research Council and hosted at Cardiff University.